Hey guys, it's Tim and this Sprussling Unlimited as it's Friday and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. Now, as far as tonight's show went, if I'm going to be completely honest, I was kind of bored through a lot of it if I'm just stating my opinion. I was kind of bored through most of tonight's Smackdown. The main event match and the small little angle that they did at the end didn't do anything for me as far as building up the tension for war games tomorrow where it's like, can Becky and Charlotte actually get along? Like, eh, it, well, what killed it all for me was when Bianca was like, well, it was my idea to put you on the team, but Charlotte had to call you. What? Bianca don't got her number? Bianca called her in Ireland last year and said, can you come be at war games for me? So uh, you got her number, fam. You got her number. But as far as that goes, the show ran really fast. Like, it started, and then it was over. And I'm like, oh, this show's already over. It's a quick show. Easy to watch. But I was kind of bored through most of it. If I'm going to be honest, I was kind of bored through most of SmackDown. I felt like there was three things that happened on the SmackDown tonight. There was the stuff for the women's war games. There was the um, brawling... No... That didn't even make an impact on me. There was the stuff for the war games. There was the stuff with Santos and Carlito, and then the main event again. Like the beginning war games, Carlito, end war games. That stuff in the middle, like the KO show and the, the tag match there and the tag match with the Brawling Brutes and, and um, Pretty Deadly. Lost my attention through most of all that. So, if I was voting with you guys in the polls... I'd almost say I didn't like it, but I think I'd have to get it that it was all right because it wasn't a horrible show. I wouldn't call it a bad SmackDown, but I was bored through a lot of it. And a quarter of the show, if not half of the show, really just didn't do anything for me. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Googlepod, Applepod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and you always get one free subscription to any which channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, it doesn't have to be your Amazon Prime account. It can be anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, anybody. Did I say KO show? Sorry, Timmy Hayes. I meant Grayson Waller effect. That's how much it didn't even mean to me. That's how bored I was through all of it. I knew it was a... I knew it was a talk show segment with Owens. So that's why it bored, it bored me, to be completely honest. It did nothing for me, even with LA Knight being out there. Anyways, head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button to subscribe to the channel, and hit that join button to become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. They still have their Black Friday sale going on. They said Black Friday, Epic Coupon, Epic Rewards. Get something new like Alan Wake 2 or Assassin's Creed Mirage. Get something old like The Witcher 3 or Cyberpunk 2077. Claim the free game, which is Deliver Us Mars. 
or get some bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, and Fall Guys. And if you do, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Heck, go to the Epic Game Store and look for a little game called Disney Speedstorm. Mario Kart, but with Disney and better. Right now, they are wrapping up the final week of their Aladdin season, and they're going to jump into Frozen starting next Thursday, Friday. So, like, Thursday I'm not sure exactly what time this season is going to go live, but it could be like Thursday evening or Thursday morning, but whatever. On the 30th, they're starting their Let It Go Frozen season, and in season five, we're going to be able to unlock five, no, five, eight new characters. We're getting Elsa, we're getting Anna, we're getting Kristoff, we're getting Olaf, we're getting Hans. Then we're getting um, Oswald, we're getting Ornestila, and we're getting, as announced yesterday, Wally. And if you... Get the game on the Epic Game Store or anywhere else. It's free, but if you get it on your PC through the Epic Game Store, then you can use our code right here and help us out. It's P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Next season is the biggest season they've done so far as far as giving us eight new characters in one season. That's big, that's huge, that's massive. And then after that season, we already know at the end of January, early February, we're getting a Little Mermaid. So that should be fun as well. Again, head over to the Epic Game Store, buy something, claim something, and use this code PWUNLIMITED at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. As far as SmackDown does go, Kevin Patrick welcomed us into the show, and immediately Becky Lynch's music we hit. Out came Lynch, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Bianca. The set was on your typical SmackDown set. It almost wasn't even your normal international ple set it was basically a little tunnel that then came out and went around like that with video screens all in everything here and then a long ramp going down to the ring basically they wanted to sell as many tickets as possible for this show and with having two rings that's really going to take up some area ringside and so they basically in my opinion it looks like they said screw the big old set we want to open everything because if they had the big old set like normal, then all the tickets and seating behind where the set would be, you can't put seats there. But tomorrow, there's I think tonight for SmackDown, it was the most... What, what, what did it say? Hold on, I can find the, the terminology for you guys. Like WWE put out to the media. Um, tonight's SmackDown in Chicago is the WWE's highest grossing non-pay-per-view event. So they sold, well, they made more money with this show than any other non-pay-per-view show they've ever done. And according to WrestleTix, they are setting up the building and have distributed already. So tonight's SmackDown was set up for 17306 as of this morning, they had distributed 16,566. So that's really good. Really, really good. Um, it looks like... As far as Survivor Series does go, looking for that, looking for that, looking for that. Smackdown. Survivor. Survivor Series. Not seeing it here for WrestleTix. 
we just scroll a couple more. Now, they haven't done a Survivor Series update in a couple of days. Well, that's an interesting building. Um, here we go. So as of last Tuesday, Survivor Series was set up for 17,218 tickets. Currently, or as of Tuesday, 16,583 tickets were distributed. So if we look at tonight's SmackDown, if the same amount of tickets were put on sale, 17,306, 16,566, about the same amount of people that were at SmackDown are, oh, wait, nope. There was an update. I missed this one. There was an update on Wednesday, 17,157. They did 574 tickets between Tuesday and Wednesday. And as of Wednesday, only 60 tickets were left available for Survivor Series. So if they call Survivor Series a sellout, yeah, it's a sellout. They'll sell those last 60. I don't see why they wouldn't. So as far as the show, Corey Graves is back, which is great to see in here. So, like I said, Becky Lynch came out. The other women from her team came out. I'm just going to say it. Shotzi was overly excited tonight, and she played the over-the-top, bad-acting, horror Halloween comedy character. Like, it just didn't work. She had, like, the laugh, and she's like, I'm happy. We're going to beat them up. I'm like, yeah, cool your jets, calm it down. She's, like, running around the ring. And then when she goes, I just want to get my hands on damage control because the worst time of my life is when they held me down and they cut my hair off. And I'm like... We all know why you cut your hair. So still playing that up in story is kind of dumb. Because we all know why she did it. She's even done interviews talking about it. Uh, Travis Kendall, as of right now, no. CM Punk is not slated for tomorrow's SmackDown, or tomorrow's Survivor Series. But just because they're in Chicago, I bet you guys, if this show was in L.A. instead of Chicago, there'd be nobody going, CM Punk gonna be there, CM Punk gonna be there, CM Punk gonna be there. If this show was in New York, if this show was in Minneapolis, if this show was in San Francisco, no one would be saying, CM Punk going to be there, CM Punk going to be there, only because they're in Chicago. They're going to keep saying that. People are saying that and saying that and saying that. If the show wasn't in Chicago, I highly doubt we'd be getting all the, well, CM Punk's got to be there. CM Punk's got to be there. For what? What is he going to do? Just show up and appear and go, I'm here. Bye-bye. There's nothing for him to do. And don't even tell me Shinsuke, because Shinsuke ain't even set for the show. I don't even think Shinsuke's going to be there tomorrow. From everything I've heard and has been reported. No, Dwayne Sweetney says she's been overly excited, not just tonight. No, it was the way she played it tonight. She was overly, overly excited. And it just came off as bad acting, like really bad acting. Like you're... B-level, super low-budget Halloween movie where the the villain is supposed to be cool but still bad all at the same time. It just didn't work for me at all. So Lynch began the promo by saying, the man has come around to Friday Night Smackdown. I'm like, oh, you think you're The Rock. You think you're The Rock. Finally, The Rock has come back, you know. Lynch said that people were wondering why she'd team with Charlotte and Bel Air. But Lynch said that she wanted to 
carve up damage control. Belair noted how they have a solid team, and the crowd starts chanting for the EST. Belair smiles. She tries to say something else. The crowd starts going off again, and she just gets so distracted that Charlotte just takes over and goes, Woo! Let, let me let me go. <laughs> like Charlotte just had to save Bianca. Bianca just, I don't know what it was. Bianca got very distracted by the crowd and couldn't continue, basically. Belair's like, we're going to go to war. And then Charlotte just took it over. Dossie tried to chime in at one point and was like overly excited and couldn't contain herself. She's like, there's going to be so much carnage. Carnage tomorrow at Survivor Series. We're going to take them to war games. We're going to beat damage. It was just too much. A little much. Yes, Tyreek says a little cringy. Kind of cringy, to be honest. Yes. Like Shotzi likes some Halloween horror movies. She didn't have to play one of them low-budget, low-rent, bottom-of-the-barrel, $5 DVD characters. Shotzi said that Damage Control humiliated her when they made her cut her hair, when they cut her hair. Shotzi said it made her stronger and more unpredictable and unbreakable. Shotzi said that she can't wait to unleash her madness on Damage Control. Charlotte said, what Shotzi said. And then gave another, woo! I said that War Games will be the end of Damage Control. And on cue, Bailey's music hit, and Bailey came out with a microphone. Uh, Hassan says, yes, CM Punk and Randy Orton and Jade Cargill tomorrow night. So, yes, Randy Orton, because he's going to be in the men's War Games match. No, CM Punk. And if Jade is there, it's going to be the same thing like we saw her. What was that one where, where she first debuted? Whatever it was. When we saw her for like, 20 seconds, walk out of a car and say hi to Triple H. If she's a Survivor Series, that's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be. She's not going to do anything in a ring. She's not going to do anything backstage, probably. Maybe she walks up on somebody like a Rhea Ripley or a uh, EO Sky or something and just, or a Charlotte. I don't know. But there's, if, if Jade's there, it's going to be very minimal. Don't get your hopes up. All them people on Twitter that thinks that think that Jade's gonna be in war games and that they're gonna add a fifth member to each team. Fucking hopes up because that ain't happening. So I said the war games will be the end of damage control. Oh, I already read that. Uh Bailey will make makes her way out. Bailey spoke from the walkway and was like, Yeah, I never thought I'd see the day where Charlotte and Becky were back on the same page. Bailey said that she knew Charlotte and Becky for like 10 years now. Bailey said that when she would be in, in the car with Be with Charlotte, all she would ever do was talk bad about Becky. But I never told Becky that. And then she was like, in all the different conversations I've had with Becky, she always tried to get a jab in there on Charlotte. But don't worry, I've never told Charlotte that. Bailey said it was two egos clashing, fighting to the top. Bailey then shushed the crowd. Bailey called Becky soft since becoming a mom. Bailey noted how Becky was picked last and used as a last resort for her team. Should have mentioned that she was also picked last at a last resort for her team last year as well. Charlotte asked where damage control was and why Becky was out here or Bailey was out here all by herself. Lynch said that she came to Chicago for a fight. So she challenged any two of damage control to fight her and Charlotte tonight in the main event. Bailey accepted the challenge and said the babyface team will implode tonight. Bailey's music hit and it ended the segment. So, yeah, an okay opening segment, but just okay. Nothing special. Jordan Gillian says Halloween Havoc. What about Halloween Havoc? 
That's a pay-per-view, not a movie. Uh, no, Hassan. No CM Punk tomorrow. Uh, Dan Mullenax says, if Jade showed up tomorrow night, it would like it would like if she showed up and says what brand she's going to be on. That ain't happening. Because that ain't happening. She's not going to tell us tomorrow what brand she's going to be on. Nope, nope, nope. That ain't happening tomorrow. Trust me. I don't even think... I think they know maybe what... So what I've heard is they had a plan for her when she came in. And now since she's been training with them, that plan may change a little bit based off of what they've seen from her training. That's all I can say right now because that's all I know and I've only been told by one person. But what I have been told is things have been pushed back a little with Jade based off of what they've seen while she's been training at the PC. Apparently she's also been training at Cody's school. because There was a picture of her with Ricky Starks at the Nightmare Factory recently. I think like last week. Hassan said, okay, we'll try next time. Try what next time? Uh, Dwayne says, we don't need or want Punk. Oh, I want Punk. Punk's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't care about his backstage bullshit. I just like watching him in the ring. So, yeah, give me more CM Punk. I'd be happy. Like, I'd, I'd love to see CM Punk return to WWE. Don't get me wrong, but it's not happening tomorrow. Unless plans change overnight. And here's the thing. Here's the thing you got to remember. Remember in 2021 when Dakota Kai returned and they formed Damage Control? Dakota Kai didn't know she was even returning to the company till the day before. They called her and was like, hey, so uh, you want to do this thing? We're going to team up you and Becky or Bailey and EO, and you're going to be in a group and you're going to debut at Survivor Series and that's tomorrow? And she was just like, sure. So think about that. 24 hours before Survivor Series la or SummerSlam last year, Dakota Kai wasn't even a contracted WWE superstar. They got everything set. They got everything signed. They got everything put in play, and boom, back with the company. So am I saying... Am I saying that it's 100% no Punk shows up tomorrow? No. But I'm saying there's maybe only like a 10% chance. And like, what would he even do on the show? What would he even do at Survivor Series? He ain't going to be in war games. There's no one for him to fight. They haven't set nothing up. It's not like WrestleMania with Cody when they we all knew it was Cody because Seth had a mystery opponent. Nothing like that now. Kevin Patrick set up a video package chronicling the men's war games match and the return of Randy Orton. And I love the way this video was done with like the throw-ins of Randy and like Legacy. And we got the Legacy logo and then we saw Cody in Legacy and then he's like, he's an Apex Predator. And we saw Randy like doing the hit in the mat thing and it was great. Great, great, great video package. Dan Mullenix says, I want CM Punk when he's ready to make a huge impact. Oh, you're talking about Impact? Impact wants CM Punk. I'll just say that. Impact will sign him today. The damage control was shown backstage, and Bailey walked into frame, and Bailey asked, so uh, who's going to team up tonight against those two? Charlotte and Becky. Maybe uh, Asuka and Kyrie Rekindle the Kabuki Warriors. Asuka and EO, we've never seen that before. And, like, they all start talking. And then Dakota, who apparently speaks Japanese, was like, no, 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 Bailey. They all feel like since you made the match, you should be in the match. How about you team with Asuka? 
Asuka grabs Bailey, puts her arm around her, is like, nobody is ready for us. And there we go. It's Bailey and Asuka against Charlotte and Becky. Deck titles are on the line. It's damage, uh, not damage control, Judgment Day against the Street Profits. Hassan says, maybe for Randy. What maybe for Randy? Punk? Then again, not possible. Randy's in war games. You buffoon? No offense. So, this match wasn't all that great. I was bored through the whole thing. I'm going to say it right now. This match, I was bored. Just like the other tag match we got tonight. Actually, the other two tag matches. No. Every match tonight was... I just thought about it. All the matches tonight were tag matches. And I was kind of bored with all of them. Not a good episode of SmackDown, if I'm going to be honest. The Priest and Dawkins began the match. And Priest had the early control. But... Led off with a leaping elbow. Balor then tagged in. But Dawkins cut him off with a tag to Ford. Who hit Balor with a drop kick. Dawkins tagged back in. And the two planted Balor. Bobby Lashley was shown watching backstage when up would walk B-Fab yet again. Still don't know what they're doing with B-Fab. And I feel bad for Ashanti the Adonis. Top Dollar was fired. They're moving B-Fab into, into Bobby's group. And yeah. Um, Jade first show. Jade's first show up on Raw and SmackDown twice. And then NXT Halloween Havoc. Okay, and what does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with tomorrow. Anyways, um, B-Fab was shown backstage. Again, they, they got rid of Top Dollar. B-Fab has moved on to something else. Now, Shanti, the Adonis, they're doing nothing. So bad for the guy. He's a great, great competitor. Back in the ring, Ford was working over Priest before, clotheslined, before he clotheslined Priest over the top to the outside. Ford went to run the ropes, but Balor cut him off. As a result, Ford landed a splash on Balor to the outside, but Priest got up, and essentially threw Ford onto the commentary table before the show went to commercial break. Back from the commercial break, Ford was trying to work his way out of Priest, from, work his way away from Priest, who had the upper hand, but Priest landed a kick to take Ford down. Priest leapt at Ford, but Ford moved. Even so, Balor tagged in and made sure that the heels kept control. Until Ford, though, got a hot tag to Dawkins, and Dawkins fired up and landed a jumping, twisting elbow. Priest entered the ring and was the victim of a spinning neckbreaker. Ford tagged back in and hit a blockbuster on Balor while Balor was on the shoulders of Dawkins. This resulted in a nice near fall, but not quite. Ford then went to the top, but Balor got up and hit a sling blade on Ford. Priest tagged in and landed a leg drop on Ford. Things then kind of broke down a bit and Dawkins threw Balor to the outside. Priest, meanwhile, hit Dawkins and went for a clothesline or choke slam on Ford, but Ford countered it. Ford and Dawkins went for the revelation but it turned out clunky. And I'm not quite sure exactly what happened after that because it seemed like there was a little bit of a miscommunication after the move didn't really hit right. And then it resulted in a two. Ford then hit Priest and Balor with super kicks and went to the top. Balor crotched Ford and Priest lifted Ford before tagging in Balor. Balor then landed the coup de gras and a Ford picked up on Ford to pick up the victory. So there we go. Judgment Day does pick up the win. I think Rhea kind of played into that, but I, yeah, kind of zoned out a little bit. Going to be honest. Backstage, the babyface women were all talking in the locker room, and Charlotte walks in and goes, right, I already talked to Adam and Nick, and the match is set for later. And Bailey, uh, Becky's like, wait, what? You did what? You talked to them without me? She's like, well, you weren't doing it, so I thought I'd just make it happen. You accepted for us, but then didn't go actually make it official. And so, like, 
Becky and Charlotte start yapping. The hens are clucking. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. And Bianca's like, hey, we need to calm down. She's like, if you don't want to be my partner, then why did you even, Becky says, if you don't want to be my partner, Charlotte, then why did you even call me and ask me to be on your team? And Bianca goes, that was on me. It was my idea for you to be on our team, but Charlotte needed to call you. So my first question is, why? Did Bianca not have the number of Becky Lynch? Did Becky change her number in the last year? Because Bianca called Becky last year while she was in Ireland and said, will you come to Survivor Series and be on our team? Last year. Last year. So you've had this woman's number. This was dumb. And uh, Bianca's basically like, can we just get along and get everything over with tonight and tomorrow? And Becky left the room. She's like, I, I just want to fight. The Dragon Lee vignette. Lee leaned into being the future of Lucha Libre in WWE. Natural transition into, well, a shit bag in a good way, Grayson Waller. We then had the Grayson Waller effect with Kevin Owens. And subsequently, Austin Theory and LA Knight. Waller introduces his guest for tonight. No longer suspended, Kevin Owens. And I love Corey Graves here. So out comes Austin Theory wearing a KO shirt. And Corey goes, how long have I been gone, KP? That doesn't look like Kevin Owens. He's really changed his appearance. I laughed so hard. Theory mocked Owens' mannerisms at one point. As the two began to talk, out came the real Kevin Owens. The music hit. And he came out with the microphone. Owens started to talk to Waller in theory while walking to the ring. Waller pointed out that Owens is supposed to be suspended, but then Owens pointed out, nah, mm -mm, my suspension was up today. Owens then got in the ring and asked Waller, so what's going on? Waller said the point was to make fun of you. No one said that he never looked better as he does and pointed to theory. Like, hey, you're going to make fun of me. Was a good-looking guy? Okay. Owens said that he should punch Waller and theory in the face. Waller noted how Owens cost Waller his match against LA Knight a few weeks ago. And Owens said, oh, you know what happens when you say his name? And then they said it again, and they said it again. And no, not Beetlejuice came out, but LA Knight. LA Knight's music hits. Crowd loses their ever-loving goddamn bananas. And then they say, or then he says, let me talk to you. And they lose their crap again. They lose their minds one more time. Chicago loves L.A. Knight. Knight said that Owens tried to warn Theory and Waller. Knight said that he would allow he would allow Owens to punch Theory and Waller at the same time, but then the heels left to talk about it, and then they talked about Knight, and then they would stop talking about Knight, and that's why Knight came out because people need to talk about him. And then Knight was like, "Hey, Theory, you A-town clown," which I thought was a little bit funny. Waller and Owens yelled at each other, and then said he and Theory should punch Owens and Knight, and instead Knight and Owens punched Theory and Waller. And then that turned into a match, a tag match that I didn't really pay much attention to because after the first two or three minutes, it just was basic and boring. It's like, oh, we know where this is going. Just big win for the baby faces. So it's like no bloodline at all on this show. LA Knight's just moved on from the bloodline. What the shit? So the match was joined in progress, and yes, it appears... That, well, we got another random tag match. Owens was working over Waller 
and tagged in Knight. Now, here's the thing. They did a lot of random on this show because there's not a lot to build up for tomorrow's pay-per-view. There's only five matches on the pay-per-view. There's, let me see. I don't even, Survivor Series 2023. Because I know there's the two War Games matches, the Women's World title match, the now Dragon Lee Santos match, and the IC title match. That's all that's on this show tomorrow. And three of those things couldn't even be built up on this show. Knight clotheslined Waller at one point and suplexed him for a two. Knight then worked Waller's arm. Waller fought out of a predicament and Waller threw Knight to the outside. But Knight clotheslined Waller and slammed Theory on the top of the announce desk. Knight then did the same thing to Waller. After some uh, distraction from Theory, Waller clotheslined Knight on the outside and then the show went to break. That's kind of where they lost me here. Joe returned, and the heels were working overnight in the corner. Owens fired up, and the crowd went wild. Great reaction for Kevin. Knight ultimately did get a hot tag to Owens, and Owens cleaned house. Did some super kicks on both men. Owens then landed a cannonball on Theory to the outside. Owens hit a swanton at one point on Waller, and only got a two off of it. Theory at one point then hit a rolling dropkick and stomped on Owens before posing for some booze. Waller tagged in and went to the second rope, but landed, and when he landed a splash, he only got a two off of it. Waller did the Blackpool Combat Club strikes, little elbows, on, um, yeah, Waller did those on Owens, and Waller kept pummeling Owens for a little while. Waller worked a weird chin lock at one point as well. Owens did eventually fire back up and tried to go for the tag, but Waller knocked Knight off the apron. Theory then hit a rolling blockbuster for a two. Crowds then chanted, you suck, at Theory. Like you hear a couple people yell it, and then they go, you suck, you suck. Theory drove Owens into his team's corner and tagged in Waller, who went to the second rope again, but this time missed the splash. Owens then got the hot tag to Knight. Knight entered the ring and punched the hell out of Theory. Knight hit a DDT on Waller and a weird inverted power slam on Theory. Knight planted Waller, and Waller and Theory recoiled in, in the corner. Knight then hit a running knee on Theory. Knight slammed Theory and landed his elbow for a two. Theory lifted Knight, but Owens broke, some, broke up whatever this was going to be and stunned Waller. Knight then hit the blunt force trauma and picked up the victory. There we go. The baby faces get the win. Backstage, Bianca Belair tried to talk to Becky Lynch and told Becky to put her differences with Charlotte aside. Belair claimed that Becky, or tried to calm Becky down and said, war games is war games, and we need to focus for tomorrow. We want to walk out of that in one piece. Becky says that she has, the, she has to get on the same page as Charlotte, but she just wants to fight, and she needs to cool down and get cool. She's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. And then Carlito's music hits, and we hear... Um, Corey Graves go, oh, speaking of cool. Again, another kind of just their segment. But what this basically was, was we got to take Carlito out of war, out of Survivor Series because he's not cleared to, to compete. He got physical tonight. Don't know what the injury is. But he's not cleared for tomorrow. A full-on match. It's unfortunate. Now, with him getting physical tonight, I feel like maybe it's not something too serious. And it's just something where it's like, oh, if he does do a full match, he could exacerbate the injury. 
Again, don't have any details. Wrestle Votes did send out a tweet this afternoon stating that they're doing a change. And there we go. Bro, Hassan, if you're saying Jade's going to be in war games, you, 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 you need a reality check because that ain't happening whatsoever. There is no chance. I would bet my children on it that Jade is not in war games. I would bet my children she's not wrestling on the show tomorrow. Like, maybe she shows up for a second, if that. But there's no chance she's wrestling, let alone going to be anywhere around war games. Like, no. Kalito came out and said, it's been a long time since he's had a match on pay-per-view, and tomorrow will be his first in 13 years. Kalito then switched the competition. Of the conversation, and said, Rey Mysterio is a good friend to his, and he hates seeing Rey injured. Carlito said he has a message for Escobar. And Carlito gave that message in Spanish. So I don't know what he said. Carlito and Escobar made a, a very... Or Carlito said Escobar made a very big mistake. Escobar's new music hit, which I don't think is new music. It's just the old Phantasma music. The... Anyways. Escobar uh, asked Carlito where his LWO tattoo is. LWO meant the world to him, and Carlito came in and stole his family from him. Escobar yelled and hopped on the apron, saying Rey Mysterio was, es was with Escobar, and the LWO was his family, but then Carlito came and stole it all from him. Like, he said it twice for some reason. Escobar said, Rey's career is now over, and it's because of you. You made me do this. Carlito then attacked Escobar, and the two brawled in the aisleway until they were broken up. Essentially, Santos was pulled away, and then the camera cut to where we couldn't see Santos anymore. Then Santos came out through the crowd, jumped up on the barricade, and basically, I guess you could say, need, leaping need, Carlito in the back. Like right in like the shoulder blade area. And I guess that's what hurt him. I don't know. Officials then checked on Carlito. And there we go. We go to a break. We come back from the break. And I guess Carlito wasn't that bad off. Because he was in the back, stumbling around, walking by himself when, well, Santos would leap out of nowhere and attack yet again, further hurting Carlito. Dragon Lee would then come to the save of Carlito. Then we got Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. What's this, like the fifth time we've seen this match? 20th time? I don't know. Like, we've seen this match so many times since the Brawling Brutes returned. I mean... This match was all about dumbass Ridge still thinks that Butch attacked him from behind. Hit him on purpose last week. No. I can almost suspend my disbelief in the moment of, hey, why'd you hit me? We're partners. But a week later, when you're able to talk to Butch, when you're able to watch the video and see he didn't do it on purpose... You goddamn moron. They made Rich Holland come off like the just biggest whiny crybaby asshole. Dumbass motherfucker. So, Brian Bruce music hits and Butch is there. And he's like, ah. And then Rich just walks in. It's out of nowhere. He's just, ding, 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 ding. Rich just walks up. 
Like, I don't care about you. We're going to do this match regardless. Bridge starts the match off with Wilson and he hits him with a suplex. Butch and Prince then tag in and Holland and Butch land Stereo 10 beats until that was broken up and Pretty Deadly took control. Prince pounded on Butch and Butch worked out of it and then went for a tag, but Holland just stared at Butch and then left. Just left his ass. Now who's in the wrong? Butch was never in the wrong. Ridgie. Ridgie. Why would you think Butchie would do that? This is so stupid. I don't even know why I'm getting so hot, hot, heated up about it. This is just dumbass, dumbass. Butch's out here having to fight for himself because his partner left him. We're getting the split of the brawling brutes. Still no Sheamus to be seen. Butch kicked Prince at one point in the head and got a near fall off of it. Butch then did the finger spot on Prince, but Wilson got the blind tag. Butch hit the bitter end on Prince, but Wilson came in, rolled him up, and picked up the victory. There we go. Pretty deadly gets the win. We go to the back. Shotzi and Charlotte were shown talking backstage. Shotzi talked about how damage control bullied her. Shotzi said that it meant the world to her, that Charlotte supported her after damage control made her feel less than good. Shotzi talked about Becky and abruptly left the frame to end the segment. It was kind of weird. It was shot weird. It was the whole thing was weird. She was like, yeah, and so um the, the Becky and this and that about and then just left. What the hell? Let me get Kayla Braxton. She's like, and my uh, guest for the, this moment, this segment, whatever you want to call it. She's like, and my guest at this time, back down general manager, Nick Aldis. Aldis said, unfortunately, Carlito is in no condition and not able to compete tomorrow at Survivor Series. So the match is going to have to be off. And then Dragon Lee would walk up and goes, wait, 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 wait. Don't postpone the match. Let me take Carlito's spot. Let me fight Santos Escobar. And Aldis is like, you know what? You've got it. So it's going to be Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar tomorrow at the pay-per-view. We had Judgment Day backstage in their clubhouse. Dominic talked about how Jay Uso took out Randy Orton a couple of years ago. And so they're not going to be able to get along. Damien spoke to Orton. Damien Priest spoke to Orton basically into the camera and said, make sure you don't need a Another comeback. Basically what he says, like, we're going to hurt you so bad that you're going to be gone again and need to come back again another time. If not ever come back at all. Charlotte and Becky were backstage together. And basically they're like, you know what? We need to get along. We may not like each other, but we at least need to get along for tonight and tomorrow. And there we go. Well, this match went 11 and a half minutes, almost 12 minutes, and it was a boring-ass crap match. Like, I didn't like this match at all. Lynch and Bailey started things off, and Lynch had the immediate control. Lynch landed a Bexploder, and Bailey went to the outside. Charlotte tagged in and went to the top. Charlotte then hit her moonsault on Asuka and Bailey on the outside. Lynch and Charlotte posed as the show into its final commercial break of the night. Back from the break, Bailey had control over Lynch. Asuka tagged in and put the boots to Lynch. Asuka worked Lynch's arm. Eventually, Lynch fired up, kicked Asuka, and got the hot tag to Charlotte. Bailey tagged in as well. Charlotte took out Asuka and Bailey and put them both down with crossbody. Charlotte then hit chops on Bailey and Asuka. Charlotte landed a followaway slam on Bailey. Charlotte then hit her flipping clothesline and got a two off of it. Charlotte then rolled Bailey up for yet another two, and Charlotte then hit her running big boot and got, well, you guessed it, another two. 
Asuka would tag in at this point and landed a code breaker on Charlotte for a two of her own. Bailey tagged in and hit an elbow for this from the second rope, but then Lynch broke up the pin. Coming out of this final stretch of the match, Charlotte tagged in Lynch and Lynch took out everybody. Lynch landed a series of kicks and hit a DDT on both Asuka and Bailey, but Bailey kicked out of two. Before long, Lynch worked at the disarmor. Asuka broke it up. Bailey went for the rose plant, but Lynch countered with the Bailey to back suplex. Lynch landed a manhandle slam for what should have been the win, but then Charlotte spears Asuka into the pin and caused strife between her and Lynch. And I was confused because it's like, wait, what? Charlotte wasn't the legal person. Asuka wasn't the legal person. And yeah, Bailey then rolled up Lynch. And there we go. Like, why did Charlotte run in? And why did Asuka run in? And why did he get... None of this finish made sense. Then the rest of the team were there. They all jumped in the ring. Charlotte and Becky looked at each other like, we can't get along. And Becky left. This is crap. This is shitty. Mostly the baby faces can't get along. This was, this was bad. Like, why did Charlotte even need to jump in and hit the spear on Asuka, who didn't need to jump in the ring either? Like, I don't get any of it. But, yeah. Becky's leaving. The show goes to black, and immediately the show re-airs on FS1. Yep, the show just aired back-to-back. But yeah, that was Friday Night SmackDown, a generic, not all that great, but okay episode leading in to tomorrow's Survivor Series. Now, I get it. As a go-home show, it was okay. It did what it needed to do, but with this being only a five-match show, there wasn't much to build, and so they didn't have much to do, if I'm going to be honest. But with that, that's what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. As far as the polls do go, let's go refresh all of those really fast. Fresh, refresh. As far as the Twitch poll, nobody voted. Nobody voted in the Twitch poll. As far as the Twitter X poll does go, wow. 48% thought the show was just all right. 45% liked it and 6% didn't. Looking at the YouTube community poll, 67% liked the show. 23% thought it was just all right and 10% didn't. Person here comments, great watch. This person says SmackDown tonight felt slow, 5 out of 10. Uh, uh, I guess slow is an okay response. I feel like the show flowed really well and just got from start to finish really quickly, but I don't know about... Mm, Slow as far as things, just not really. There wasn't nothing happening in the show. Versus 10, hype for war games. Versus, remember, Charlotte Flair did an accident in SmackDown tonight. Huh? Becky Lynch might turn heel. Zoe Stark wins. It's, well, Zoe ain't beating Rhea. I'm going to tell you that right now. Becky turning heel? Maybe. But for what? She's on Raw with none of these other women. So none of it would make sense if Becky turns heel. Now, if Charlotte turns and attacks Becky and then in turn is heel with the other women not being, that would work. Charlotte, but not Becky because then Becky's going back to her land, her raw home, her red brand. Versus FS1 is a terrible channel. Can't wait for SmackDown to come back to the USA Network. Why? What's wrong with FS1? I noticed nothing different from watching the show on FS1 than I did watching it on Fox every week. Like, you're complaining to complain about nothing. There's no difference. And if 
Now, I can get it if you say, I don't have cable. I only get Fox, so I couldn't watch it on FS1. That's different. But when you say, I can't wait for it to be on the USA Network, you got cable. So what's the fucking problem? Oh, they're voting now. We'll come back to that one then on Twitch. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, 70% liked the show. 24% thought it was just all right. And 6% didn't like it. So with that, it's going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we'll be back live here tomorrow night following Survivor Series. But in just a little bit, I'm going to be live. Twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. Playing some games on Twitch. Probably going to play some Fortnite, some Disney Speedstorm, maybe throw something else in there. I don't know. We're going to play it by ear. And uh, as far as the Twitch poll does go, 60% liked the show. 40% didn't like it. So with that, guys, I'll either see you tonight on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy, or tomorrow after Survivor Series. Have a good one, guys.